0: Yo yo yo! What's going on? Episode 106 of the Rest Things Podcast. Hey, makes a for 106. <laughs> yo, um, we've got a very special guest here. Yes, I'm a big fan of him. Mm. Can't lie, I've been liking your videos from time on TikTok ever since I made TikTok. You're the first wrestling video that ever came up. We're gonna introduce what? you before we do that we'll go through a round and after we'll introduce ourselves to so, like first slot like, it's the foolish version of Nafi formerly known as the VHS Pappy. Pappy to my left I've got
1: Laps the main event liver and champagne sipper Back again for that wrestle talk, talk that, that smack talk, talk, that Kenny Omega talk, talk. that get rest things to how many subscribers? One k subscribers, subscribers
2: talk. <laughs> and then to my left as well. It's your boy, Dell Boy, aka No So dope.
0: <laughs> 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 you, you, you start with
2: suit and Fantastic. Rhythm and gas soon come. Right, maybe. <laughs> we'll see how I feel.
1: going on? It's your boy, Lucha v, a.k.a. Versi Jones, a.k.a. The Masked Married Man, coming from South London, the best part of London, home, home of the roadside geez. G's. You know what time it is, let's do it. Yeah.
3: Ooh, ooh. Ooh.
1: Ooh. who's
0: that jumping out <laughs> the sky? <laughs> Yo, people, it's your boy, NK, a.k.a. the man of the hour, too, too sweet, sweet to be sour, sour. a.k.a. the hoods Japanese correspondent. correspondent, a.k.a. the CEO, oh. the president, the commissioner, the TDM, E-M. Tokyo Dome Martians. Merchants, we in the building. Yeah. Aight. Back to it. Yeah. See this pressure gets here, yeah? I wanna re- I wanna say I'm gonna repeat what I said in it. When I first made <laughs> TikTok, yeah. That's a magic name. <laughs> when I first made TikTok, yeah, he was the first actual content creator I actually saw and I was like, yeah, this guy's talking real shit. Cause there's a lot of shit accounts out like there on TikTok, yes agreed. <laughs>
2: yeah, you know this, bro.
0: There's a lot of shit accounts, man. Bro, what's actually your real name if you're allowed to say a real
3: name? Oh, Tyler's my name. Tyler.
2: Make some nice for yes. Tyler. I mean, hey, come on, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, I
3: like your guys' intro. Even your even intro is so much better. <laughs> <laughs> we try about I'm, but a, if... I'm gonna need my own intro. I feel like yeah, yeah. Oh no, yeah, gonna, go yeah ahead, cool. Bro. Just give, give it to me, bro. All right, all right, all right. So so it's your boy Suplex, mm. aka aka the Melonin chief of chick yeah. yeah, you know, Black History Month, you gotta represent the Melonin chief up in this bitch. Yeah, oh, yeah. aka Wrestling Afton. Any mm. five nights of Freddy friends out there, you can't get rid of me. I always come back. TBSA wants to put me to sleep, but they can't. It's cool. Yeah. AKA hold it down in Philadelphia. I know you guys in the UK, but Philadelphia holding it down. Next yeah, cool. yeah. one over here. <laughs> and that's the best I got. I don't know. I didn't have anything as uh right. innovative right. as you guys did. That was awesome. Now, that was
0: big. We should I can't lie, we should give you the heads up, but yeah. Big up, big up, big up. up. That's that's big, that, that, hey, that big up, up suplex. Big up Tyler big up every up Tyler. time. Tyler. Actually, Tyler. Even suplex. the name of suplex. <laughs> No, oh, I, I say NK, NK. See Suplex video I sent you the other day. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, see the Nah, no, I can't lie to it, Suplex. I've been, uh, I've been following you since you, since your Tyler Coon Williams days back on YouTube. Since you were doing- hey, yeah. Yeah. oh gee. yeah. OG, oh, OG, yeah. okay, Tyler Kuhn, yeah. okay. He even does um his AEW streams. Make sure you check it out. Yeah. If you wanna watch AEW live, he does his AEW streams. And you do some pay-per-view streams, right?
3: We sure do, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sure
0: do, sure do. So like, what even got you into like um, wrestling content creation at in the beginning? Because you started you started quite young, right?
3: yeah so i started doing content creation like 11 years ago believe it or not i started in uh, 2011 um i remember it was 2014 and i was really not 2014 i was 2011 what am i talking about my math is all off now it was 2011 and at the time i was really big into youtube because youtube was nowhere near as big as it is now youtube is like a it's like a global basically Monarch now, but it was on the Uprising 2011. It wasn't owned by Google. I think it was still its own thing, but at the time you had these upcomers like Smosh, you had Dashy Games, mm. PewDiePie, and I'm talking about early stage of those guys, Tobuscus, and um, even though he's canceled now, Shane Dawson. Like I grew up watching these guys, and I was very entertained by that, and I feel like it was almost like the alternative to television, which YouTube is now, TikTok is now. Uh, I would come home or be on the ride home from school And I would turn on these guys and I felt like it was so easy to access. And I was very entertained. And I'm like, Hmm, I'm bored. Let me try to make this video. Now I did have an original YouTube channel and I made like these vlogs and these gaming videos. And it was bad. It was, it was really bad. And that's really what I did for like five years. I just did it for fun. I wasn't trying to make a career off of it. I just did it to upload stuff in my spare time. I would say around 20, 15, yeah, 2015 is when I started to dabble around with the thought of doing wrestling content. Because from that period of time, I watched, I've been watching wrestling since 2001, mm-hmm. but I didn't really think about, oh, I want to talk about it online. Like I just watched it. I just watched it and enjoyed it for what it was. Uh, 2014, I became a smart and I started joining Facebook groups and everybody started talking about this Dave Meltzer and Sean Ross Sapp and all this kind of stuff. And then I started getting in tune with all that stuff. And then that's when I decided, hmm, well, you know, I'm seeing all these other voices I've watched uh, Aaron Rift I'm not sure if you guys are feeling with NoDQ.com yeah, no, yeah, But yeah. like back in, a day, back in the day Before I was able to afford Pay-per-view, I would go to NoDQ.com and look up the results For what happened yeah. oh, on yeah, WWE yeah, Pay-per-views, yeah. Oh, and yeah. this guy named Aaron Rift Would make re- daily videos Daily Q&A videos, and I would watch it And be like, okay, this guy talks about wrestling He was the only guy I knew that talked about wrestling So I would say Aaron Rift was definitely My influence for talking about wrestling, uh, on the internet at all. Uh, but then that year I decided, you know what, we're going to, going to take my webcam and I'm going to do a review for, I think my first review was for NXT. It was like an NXT review. And it was, it was terrible. (laughs) It was (laughs) bad. And I think about a good few years of my reviews were just bad. I really didn't know my voice. I didn't really know how to properly articulate and, Uh, Convey how I think a story was told, or what I liked about a match, or what I liked about a wrestler. I just kind of said, "Okay, this is this is what I like," and that's it. And once 2018 came around, that's when I really started to figure out editing. That's when I started to figure out what I really like. I started discovering New Japan. I started discovering Mm. all these other aspects of professional wrestling. And that's when I became Tyler Kun Williams because I started getting into Japanese wrestling. And New Japan really was the center of my channel in 2018. Mm. New Japan, you know, you heard those murmurs about, oh, all in and Cody Rhodes, Ring of Honor. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna start talking about all this stuff now. And that's really where I really am now, I would say 2018 was where I started doing the wrestling content for real, for real. And now we're here 2022. I started 2021 this time actually in 2021 is when I joined TikTok. And I said to myself, I said, Hmm, you know, I've been doing YouTube for a long time. I still love YouTube, even though at the time I was really on it on and off with YouTube, because after the whole... I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with the TV Asahi thing and the war I went through with these guys. Oh, you guys are familiar. Okay, okay. So after... uh, Tell the people what you went through with like TV Asahi quickly. Oh, yeah. yeah, Reliving that trauma was very fun. But yeah, sure. Uh, So in 2018, I just... Reiterated that I did a lot of New Japan content. I used to review just about every show, all the Dominion shows, the New Beginning shows, even the Row 2 shows I reviewed. Mm-hmm. I did live streams for, and they were doing really good numbers. I was known as the New Japan guy for a good bit, which was actually really cool. Um, 2019, I was still doing New Japan, not as much because that was when AEW was really coming off, and I really wanted to get into AEW. So I'm like, okay, divide your time between AEW and New Japan. 2019, I would say May 2019, it was Juice Robinson versus John Moxie. I remember it was John Moxie's New Japan debut, mm. and I did a live reaction to it. I edited it up, chopped it up, did a highlights video. I included some video, included my reaction. Technically, that's fair use. I got a copyright strike. Oh. At first, I'm like, you know what? I'm mad, but it's whatever. I sent an appeal. I just let it expire. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Starts. I sent an appeal. It didn't happen. I'm going to let it expire. So, later on i get another copyright strike it was from a reaction i did to like a will osprey interview i'm like what what the fuck okay the whatever interview. yeah it was like an interview will osprey did i got a copyright strike i said you know whatever so i'm gonna let that one expire too we get into 2020 now we all know 2020 that's when the pandemic started in new japan had no crowd. Nobody had crowds, but new Japan was suffering the most from it. So I said, Oh, let me start doing some more new Japan content. So I started doing live reviews and live reactions to new Japan cup. I'm on the stride I'm rocking and rolling dominion 2020 rolls around. I do a big live stream gets a lot of views. I did a uh, podcast with <laughs> Joseph Montecilo and for a shout out to those guys. Yes. Yeah, especially uh Joseph Montecilo, one Pick of the best Joseph. content creators in this space. Trust me. Um, amazing. We, yes he is uh we did a podcast together and we got ratioed because of the name of the podcast and the title of the podcast which saw me but um the podcast did very well and then about a month later i go to work i get out back i get out and i check youtube and i get this notification saying um copyright takedown i'm like huh oh my days Okay, it's probably from TVSI again. Fuck these guys. <laughs> so I checked the email and it it said take down notice, but then above the email, it says your account will be deleted in seven days. Oh my and God, I'm like, Lord. what the fuck? That's the first time I ever got that email. So I click on it and it's just strike after strike after strike after strike. There's 15 strikes in this one email. <laughs> 15. So how YouTube does it Which I think is a load of shit Is that They'll give you one strike But they could load Five videos into one strike So wait Explain that again So you have one strike here But they can all go into five videos Technically I say 15 strikes Technically I had three But what they do is They load five videos Into one strike That's crazy and, and the and the biggest bullshit of it all is if you want to get one strike removed, you got to get all five of the videos from that one strike. You got to get all of them appealed. All of them. Just to have that one strike removed. Just to have one strike removed. You got to get oh, all low. five of those videos appealed. That's very nice. So imagine that. You got to get, I got to get five. I got to get 15 of them. so i needless to say i worked the rest of the day i came home i had a slight mental breakdown because i worked very hard for all the momentum i was getting and the Uh subscribers i had and now my channel is going to be deleted uh so i spent the first two days basically sulking and then I went into just overdrive mode fight the next few months. I was just literally my entire fall of 2020 was just typing emails, going back and forth with Google, going back and forth with people who may or may not know how to get a copyright strike removed. It was hell. So I ended up actually getting one strike appealed in September. And that's when I had my celebration. Like, yeah, guys, I'm back bitches. What's up. And then two days later, they strike five more videos. Fuck.
2: I was like,
3: they want me to win, bro? Two days later, they strike more videos. I'm like, what the fuck? They, they seriously want me going. I, I was under the impression these guys want me gone Because why would they strike more videos? So at that point, I decided I have to delete all of my, like literally I had to take time. I, I called off that day. I hooked up this, hold on, this big ass brick of a seagate hard drive i hooked this thing up and i had to literally go through every single like i think 300 to 400 new japan videos on my youtube channel back it up to this and delete it and delete i deleted every single new japan video off my channel there's if you go through there's not a single one There's a few from like current day, but there's like no video, no audio, no picture, nothing. It's just up there. Unless it's a video that I appealed and it got put back up and I left it up there because fuck them. But other than that, like I deleted everything else. And through deleting all those videos and sending more appeals by December of 2021, I finally got all the strikes removed and my channel was back up. But by that time, I had had like four months of inactivity. So my channel was basically dormant. So it was, it's was. it been basically, I would say, a struggle right now to try and get those views back up to where it was because I was on a real up and up in 2020 because I was doing live streams of New Japan and AEW every week. I was gaining more traction than I ever was. And then that once that hit, it just plateaued. And then it just went like this. Yeah. So I feel like that really hindered a lot of my creativity and my drive to do YouTube. And that's when I discovered TikTok and what... It could possibly offer because for the longest time I put off TikTok. I'm like, oh no, bro, that's a kids app. I'm not trying to do TikTok. Only kids do that. Because back when TikTok was musically, I'm not sure if you guys remember Uh, musically. Back when it was musically in like 2015, my baby sister used to use musically. She used to do dancing videos on it. So that's all I knew it for was dancing videos. But then I actually went on the app. I discovered that you know people were actually doing topic discussions and album reviews. And I'm like, huh? What are my subscribers voted by the idea of me doing? you know, wrestling videos. Cause there's not much of a wrestling presence on there. So I said, okay, I created an account. I said, you know what? I'm not going to go by Tyler Coon Williams on there. I'm going to make a whole new identity. So I said, what's a wrestling name move that's relative to wrestling that everybody universally knows. Everybody knows what a suplex is. So I type in S U P L E X it's taken. <laughs> so I said, huh? We can use pile driver. You can use DDT. Those are all gone too. Let's go back to suplex. What sounds like suplex? Why don't I use two O's? I put in S-O-O-P-L-E-X. It's free. (laughs) So I take the name. Suplex is taken. I'm suplex now. (laughs) And from... February, 2021. Now I've been creating content and putting out, I believe some of the best wrestling content on the entire application. Mm -hmm. I would say from February, 2021 to, I want to say August, 2021 was me really discovering and finding out my, my voice and my, comedic timing on tiktok because i'm not gonna say all my tiktoks are great especially in the very beginning i didn't really know what the fuck i was doing i was just making shit to make shit which that's what you should be doing on tiktok you should be having fun it shouldn't be all strictly business unless you're you know up actual business but september 2021 comes around and that's when my account really started to take off because i started making uh a lot more um I would say breakdown content. I started doing more skits. And I think one of the things that really started to uplift my account is that I found this common ground between trends and wrestling content, how to intertwine those two together. Because I feel like with a lot of wrestling content creators on not even just TikTok, but on YouTube or Twitch, is that they are stuck in this bubble. And I, I don't blame them all too much because WWE has really put them in this bubble, but they're stuck in this bubble where they feel like the only thing they could really talk about or do is just the in-ring competition and what's going on backstage and this is what's going on in the rest of business and this is what i hate and this is why i hate wwe and i hate vincent man like it's so narrow and it's everyone's talking about the same thing all the time i feel like so i'm like well tiktok is a very trendy app so what if i go to the top trend see what everybody else is talking about what they're doing and how can i tie this back to pro wrestling how can i somehow make this thing that everybody else is talking about that they may not want to go to the rest of the community for let's be honest but how can i relatively intertwine these two together and i ended up making these very trendy talks and i started getting 100k i started getting 200k i started getting 500k i hit 1 million i think like three or four different times mm-hmm. like i feel like every other week my analytics going up in october 2021 is really when it started to skyrocket because i actually have the uh I, I hate to make this feel like I'm talking about myself. I hope that's, cool, man. that's, that's fine, that's fine that you guys. I, I really don't want to feel like I'm talking about myself the entire time. Uh, but um, if I go to my phone, I actually have an entire list of when my TikTok journey uh, started and all the counts. So I think, yeah. So September, 2021, I had 6,000 followers. Then once I had November, November is when I really just started to figure out what works and started doing that. And in November, 2021, I went from 7,000 to 10,000 by December. I went from 10,000 to 15,000 and January 31st, 2022, I'm at 25,000. So in the last two months, I've gained 18,000 followers. And I think that's like just insane growth. And it's really just intertwining twins with wrestling. And then you got to also Talk about wrestling. I can't just do trends the whole fucking time. So you know, you're talking about wrestling. I found this whole Doctor Suplex gimmick where I break down the debut of Hook, and I feel like a lot of people really love that shit. And I actually was making a uh, Doctor Suplex video before we started, which I'm gonna try to get out sometime today. So it's really just been finding out what works and just rolling with it. Like I don't think TikTok is a super hard app to grow. I think it's actually one of the very easiest apps to grow on because I've been on YouTube for 11 years and I didn't see growth even closer to the magnitude I've seen on TikTok.
0: Yeah, that's that's so. the problem with that's the problem with YouTube now. It's like I think I'm missing my missing, miss, she's a content creator as well. And she says that she feels like YouTube has lost its touch now. And I thought feel like she feels <laughs> like the place to go to is now TikTok because and everyone's like to watch quick viewing straight to the point, you know, let's see what's thinking about rather than having an intro, you know, breaking it down then getting into it. So and adverts uh, as
3: well.
0: Adverts as well. Adverts has also like literally messed up YouTube as well. Normal see adverts as also TikTok is therefore the place to be you got me. So
3: absolutely. And I think that she, she's definitely right. Cause with YouTube, there's ads on every single video. And I think just about a few months ago, they passed this, um, type deal where now you can get ads, even on videos that aren't monetizers. I think it's a load of bullshit. Like why are you running ads on a video? I can't make money on, but you make money off of, I don't get that logic at all, but basically it's almost like a 90 percent chance no matter what you do unless you're youtube premium which is paying them money i'm not gonna lie i'm one of those suckers but unless you're youtube premium you're gonna catch an ad on tiktok as soon as you open up the app oh boom there's a video for you right there yeah no ad no ad you might see one or two ads but guess what you can easily just right to the next video don't even have to see the ad So that's one thing TikTok is going for it is there's no ads yet because ads are definitely coming soon. Don't think that TikTok is safe for the rest of their life. It's, it's definitely going to be monetized at some point. And now when it does, people like you and me can make more money off of TikTok, but until then, you know, we making pocket change or whatever the case may be, but that's also more beneficial to us because no ads, shorter attention spans, people can keep on scrolling up or they can go to my TikTok account, your TikTok account. And just click on our videos and not have to be like, oh my God, I got to sit through a 30 second application about something I really don't give a fuck about. It's it's just so free reign, you know, because when you open up TikTok, and I, I do think it's kind of scary sometimes, but they they literally are able to categorize your entire yeah, the account around so everything Bro, the you like. So you know what, so you know what you the
0: other day I said, I, was thinking, I said, <laughs> in, them in noodles, I wanted that someone was preparing special fried rice but with noodles as well. Yeah, mixes. I was like, fam, yeah. how do they do this, bro? Like, like you will send, like you, like you will send somebody something. And then someone
2: will send you something. And then, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I <laughs>
0: would so, quickly ask
2: you this question after. what
0: you said nah, something, and then literally
2: your whole the algorithm will just cater to so that. Like, yeah. Yeah. the one thing exactly. your mate might have sent you. And because yeah. I, I wanted to ask you, let's say, because my friends, I'm not gonna name their names, but sometimes they send me some crazy stuff, um, <laughs> and it messes up my algorithm a little bit. What, what's your for you page looking like? Yeah, what's your for you? Yeah, what is my free? Page? <laughs> okay, so my. <laughs> friend, <laughs> <laughs> that laugh did not sound no, no, like no, we no, might no, have no. the same it's,
3: friends. It's, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I swear it's not a bunch of twerking videos. But my uh, <laughs> whoa, well, hey, it it's, right, <laughs> no, no, no. it's basically it's basically I want to say fifty percent wrestling content because when you when you're a content creator you're in a niche and you got to watch what other people are doing yeah. because hey if this guy is doing this and this is working how can i put my own spin on so i would say it's more than like 60 70 percent rest of content uh 10 i'm going to say is fnaf uh back when i was a teenager i was really big into five nights of Freddy's, and then oh, okay. What's, what's okay. The game security game. breach came out and fnaf just blew up on tiktok mm. and i just fell down a rabbit hole and i'm like damn I remember all the lore. I remember everything about this. So now it's 10% Five Nights at Freddy shit. The other 10% is Tekken because I'm a humongous fan of Tekken. Okay. And then 5% is time. just random videos I get. And then, you know, the hack to TikTok is that if you like something, you like the video, and then they know, hey, this person might like other things related to this topic, so I'm going to just <laughs> keep sending it their way. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? I, you see those comments like, oh, I'm going to like this video to stay on this side of TikTok. Yeah. So, it's like, hmm. So, if I go to, let's say, um, a to Lions video, and I click Nikita the Nikita. Website, <laughs> <laughs> the next thing you know, hey, oh, hey, hey. I got a video from Molly J. Oh, I got a video from Gigi Dolan. Oh, how did this all happen? Yeah. You know what I mean? It <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: you know it's so true. It's the, what's it? Because um, I, I think who, I don't know who sent me a Beyblade TikTok, yeah. But ever since someone sent me a Beyblade TikTok, I get bare Beyblade videos in it. And it's proper sick. One guy, he froze, he made like an ice rink. Do you remember that episode of Beyblade when there was like an ice rink? Like, yeah. He made the actual mm-hmm. ice arena and it and made out of ice. It
3: was proper okay. sick. Yeah. And he's spinning. It was great. like proper hitting back and forth. Those was like- Oh, I did well. see that one. That is so awesome. Yeah. You saw it. Yeah? That guy, that that is so awesome. Yeah, I did yeah. see the what you're talking about. It's like a little ice. It's almost like an ice castle. He almost made it yeah, like yeah. it's an ice arena and he's spinning on it. I think yeah. that's so awesome. Yeah, yeah. And there's I an mean, audience for that out. too. I think the guy's like what? 250 followers or something like that? Yeah. He's big big. Yeah. He has a lot of followers. Yeah, yeah.
1: What'd you say, Versi? Um, just going back to when you're talking about New Japan, I'm not sure if you know of a content creator called uh, Wrestle, Ran, Rest, Wrestling or the Rantin. Oh, movie. dude! Wrestling, Ranting, Wrestling yeah. Ranty, that's yeah. yeah! That's my guy! Yeah, he's, he's, yes. yeah, he's, an yeah. OG and- he's an OG. You know,
3: I gotta credit that guy a lot, because when I was first getting into the New Japan space, he was one of the very first guys I collabed with. And mind you, when I started getting into New Japan, I didn't really know shit about New Japan. Mm-hmm. I knew who Okada was, I knew Ibushi, I knew Kenny Omega, I knew Tanahashi. That's it. Those are only four people I knew from New Japan. And when I first started watching, I saw my first New Japan match in 2015, but I didn't start watching until Chris Jericho like came in and started working a match with Kanye Omega. So I said, Hmm, who is talking about New Japan on YouTube? And the first guy I came across is wrestling ranting. And I'm like, okay, this guy has a go-to guide on everything you need to know about New Japan. And through that, through him and his reviews, I really found out everything I need to know about New Japan. So I have to credit him a lot yeah, he's a for my player. knowledge and just him being I would say one of the OGs of New Japan content creation. Unless even though real. new even though TV site came mm-hmm. for his ass too. Yeah, so that's what I was them. gonna get yeah. to you because he, I was it, mm-hmm. because the question I
1: was gonna ask was like, those people like Showbuckle, I think Rural Puro, and they would like setting up guides to get into New Japan. But since they've purged so much content, do you still give with the product? But How do you find ways to still talk about it without getting copyrighted?
3: So this is something that I've talked about quite some time. And I feel like a lot of people pretend like they didn't hear what I said because you know they think, oh, I'm the latter. I can bypass this rule and I will get through it. And then they get hit with a copyright strike and they're like, oh, I didn't see that coming. It's like, oh, really? Like the guy who went through this whole thing, like then telling you all, all this information. Okay, so here's the thing. So the issue that happened with Showbuckle and Rooney Puro and Wrestling Rantin and all these other guys like myself is that we use New Japan Pro Wrestling content. See, the thing about Japan is that their copyright laws are nothing like the copyright laws over here in America, and I don't think anything like the copyright laws over in the UK. They're very, very strict. If they own the content. They're the only people who can use that content. And unless it's written in stone that you're allowed to pass off this content, they're within full right to attack you and send people after you and take down your shit and possibly even sue you. That is how it is in Japan. So when it comes to anime, when it comes to wrestling, when it comes to J pop or whatever the hell it may be, if you use any Japanese content, you are setting yourself up for a possible copyright hell. So it's not just CBSIE; it's really any Japanese conglomerate, zaibatsu, whatever you want to call it. But with TV Asahi and everything else related to that, we used video, we used audio, we used pictures. Like you see, Wrestle Talk and all these other content creators are using pictures and videos from AEW, which AEW even has done that before. AEW and WWE is like one of the easiest ones to do because you know so many people use WWE content. Why are they going to go around and strike every single person? That's too much paperwork. That's too much time. So I do not even fucking worry about it. Unless you're up here uploading entire long matches or entirely pay-per-views to YouTube, then they start fucking with you. But outside of that, they don't really care. Like, you know what I mean? As long as you're using within fair use, WWE does not care. AEW, but New Japan, they they really do care. So when people do stuff like that, they send out strikes. They don't even send out, because first you get claims. They can claim your video and take revenue. They don't give a shit. They just want your shit taken down and right off the bat. So they send you a strike. I actually got a I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but I had to get my first copyright claim on TikTok. What? On TikTok on TikTok? A month ago. I what? didn't even know they existed what because campaign? on TikTok, you could get you could literally post any fucking thing and no one fucks with you. What was it for? But I got a I got a copyright claim. You guys want to guess what it's from? Japan. Japan. Wrestle Kingdom 16. Oh. I got a copyright claim. Wait, was from that TVSI. when you were doing
0: like the back and forth? So you're showing you in the crowd, then showing what was happening
3: in the ring. Because I remember I saw that video on your TikTok. Do you remember it? Yes. So basically, I uploaded only one. I this That was my first and last um, New Japan video on TikTok. So I said, oh, you know, it's TikTok. Everyone uploaded content. You know, it should be fun. Upload it. And within, I would say, it took them some time. It took them about like a good two weeks. But within two, three weeks, it was taken down. Geez. I just laughed. Just I, did, I was even mad. I just laughed. I'm like, <laughs> <That's> wow. <good. laughs> Y'all that fucking petty? Okay. Now that's the last fucking time I'm talking about y'all, TikTok, but let's best believe that. Did you put it off to me. Y'all not getting my fucking attention on that app. Hey,
0: man, speaking of DJ Japan, speaking, speaking <laughs> of the Wrestle Kingdom, um, I what I saw one of your old vlogs and I believe you went to Wrestle Kingdom 14, right? Yes, I did. Did you go to Did you go to both nights or one night? Well, I went season. to both. Okay. How was your How was the Wrestle Kingdom experience like? Because if Wrestle Kingdom 14, because that was a crazy night. That's kind of like that's the the last Wrestle Kingdom that felt like the a last best
3: one. Yeah, was
0: that Naito and Chris Jericho. That was no. That was yes.
3: You. That was uh. That was Chris Jericho and Tanahashi. Naito Jericho and uh, Chris Jericho was the year prior. That was 13. Yeah.
0: yeah, Wrestle Kingdom 14 was Okada Bushi and then Okada Naito. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah right. Now, talk about yes. your experience. How was how was it being in the Tokyo
3: Dome and just experiencing that? So I've been to about forty wrestling shows, which is insane to say out loud. But I've been to a lot of wrestling shows, and though I won't say that my favorite show I've ever been to was Wrestle Kingdom, I still think my favorite show is Joy Janelle Spring Break. Uh, that was the greatest wrestling experience I've ever had because when you go to a whole different country, it's it's new culture different language different setting every everything about the experience as a whole was just a whole new world so you walk up to the tokyo dome and first of all it's this grand stage you know the history you know they've had historical events not just wrestling but pop culture and concerts and baseball like everything about the stadium in general you know the history and it's like wow i'm actually here and then you walk inside it's a it's a big stadium. There's a bunch of things surrounding it too. But you walk inside and, it, and when you first walk in and you see and you can even see on the YouTube video I did and you just see this lineup of all of these chairs and just seats and all these people walking in and mind you, I'm black and it's <laughs> Japan. ain't many black people in Japan. <laughs> ain't many representation in Japan. So I'm like, wow. All, it's like so many different People here like this is insane. And mind you, I think I only saw like two black people my entire time in Japan, which was cool, but yeah, yeah, only two black people. It was cool to see those two black people, but not cool that it was only two black people. Mm -hmm. But besides the point, it's just breathtaking. When you first walk in and you get to your seat, now mind you, I sat in two different spots. So the first night I sat on the floor. I sat about, I want to say 14 or 15 rows back from the ring um i do not recommend sitting on the floor for wrestle kingdom if you ever decide to go don't unless you are four five three four two one like unless you're close to the ring don't sit far back because the chair like the floor is level it's not like a stadium where it's kind of like slanted and it starts going up this way then at least ring, it's a flat surface so all the chairs are the same which means that if you're sitting behind somebody who's taller than you you're screwed you're gonna have to do this or you're just gonna be dead to look at the screen at the entire which is what i did i either had to do this or i had to look at the screen because i'm 8 i'm not the tallest guy in the row and the guy in front of me was like at least 6'1 so i was fucked and everybody else in that row was kind of doing the same thing because they realized oh wait we're we're kind of, we're kind of back. But once you got to night two, I was in the lower bowl, which is basically before you get to concession and right below the uh, top level that I think is like the golden point. If you're my height, if you're anywhere below six feet, that is the golden point is sitting in that lower bowl. And you get to see just a great visual of everything, the ring, the stage, it was great. But the matches were all phenomenal. I, but My favorite match from the entire show was Naito and Okada, which mm. is, in my opinion, one of the greatest wrestling matches and one of the greatest storybook endings mm-hmm. in professional wrestling. Yep. And I firmly believe, Forrest Silva said it first, I firmly believe New Japan could have just ended right then and there and nobody yep. would have questioned it. That was... <laughs> the end of a six year long story between okada and naito and once you continued on after that new japan just went downhill in quality. after I, I, after new after new beginning in osaka new I japan to, went downhill i
0: have to ask you the question obviously how did you feel about e how did you feel about two things about evil winning the title
3: <laughs> and then also them getting rid of the ic title so When evil first won, Okay. So here's the thing before evil turned heel. I was a big fan of evil. I was, uh, I wasn't the biggest fan of LIJ, but I would say my favorite member of LIJ was Shingo. Then Hiromu. I uh, won't well, no Hiromu, then Shingo, and then Evil. Evil was like the OG favorite though, because before Shingo and Hiromu, I thought Evil was awesome. So when he was going through New Japan Cup 2020 and he was making it to the finals and he made it up to Sonata, I'm like, you know what? It's Sonata. He's probably going to beat him, but maybe he'll cheat and he'll win. What do you know? He cheats and he wins and he goes to the finals to face of Okada. I said, oh shit, it's about to go off. They make it to the finals. Now, the Okada and Evil match was ass. We'll, we'll, just, we'll just say it was a bad match, <laughs> totally. but Evil ended up beating Okada, and it's like, holy shit, Evil is going to face Naito for the IWGP World Heavyweight IC Championship, but then not only that, Naito comes out, he goes for the bump, and Evil puts up the 2 sweet, and he joins the blow club, and everybody's just losing their mind. I remember that entire day, bro, Twitter, Facebook, And the whole community was in shambles because they didn't know what was going to happen. They're like, okay, so if evil beats Naito is evil ready, like are we prepared for evil? Like evil just kind of got shot in a sense into this role. Like we don't know if he's ready, but then it's like, okay, if Naito beats evil, then it's like, you kind of just took away a potential top star. It's people were very divided. I remember that much. They were very divided on who they want to win. I was like, I'm team evil. Evil should win. We get into this match of Dominion. The match of Dominion was not much better than the match in New Japan Cup Finals, but Evil wins, and I was like, "Holy shit, Evil is the IC and heavyweight champion." Where do we go from here? <laughs> like, we were just in this rut. Like, oh my god, this is something different, something new. And I, I say this all the time on New Japan. New Japan, for as great as the wrestling is, is the most redundant wrestling company I've ever seen. They will do the same match, the same feud, the same tag team matches, the same storylines yeah. over, <laughs> and, over and over <laughs> and over it's
2: and over and truth. over again. It's the yeah. It's the truth! It's the truth! So
3: you can talk about how great Ishii versus Shingo is, <laughs> yeah. but they had nine <laughs> matches, bro. The I mean, nine matches, the same. T- it's like, come on, man. Y'all can't do anything different. So when I saw Evil in the main event, I said, I'm like, this is something different. I'm going to give it a chance. Now, Joseph rolled it off right off the bat. Like, nah, this is the end of New Japan. It's over. I'm like, Joseph, come on. Let's give it a chance. Let's give it a shot. So then we get into Evil's reign. And evil pairs off with Dick Togo. Now, I believe, and I'm pretty sure all of you agree, this was the beginning of the end for Evil's character because Dick no, I Togo. Didn't,
2: I, don't, I, don't I, I didn't mind it. You did? Hmm? I didn't mind it. You don't mind it? <laughs> I didn't mind it at first. You don't, don't, oh okay at yeah, first yeah, at okay first okay now, okay. So you do mind back, it now? No, now I'm, I'm I'm against the whole evil thing because initially, like, I'm one of them people where. I like off-the-grain things in wrestling. So when Jinder Mahal first won the WWE title, I was with it because it's completely different. Yeah, so when yeah, yeah. Evil turned heel and they won the title, I was like, you know what? I'm not the biggest Evil fan, but I'm for the violence. I love it. It's something different. And then as the rain went on, I said, yeah, I don't think I can watch New Japan anymore. This is This is <laughs> killing me. My enemies are yeah, after I, me, man. This is fucking ridiculous.
3: <laughs> yeah, I can't mess with this at all, right? But yeah, no, no, at first I wasn't like dead. I hate this at all because I was almost used to bullet club interference, the masses with Tama Tonga and Tongaloa. And y'all remember the whole 2018 thing with the bullet club and the elite? Like I was kind of used to it. Yeah. But the every defense, every match was interference after interference. Now, mind you, Eva won the championship in July of 2020. And then by August of 2020, he lost the belt. <laughs> he lost the belt back to the guy he beefed. He lost it back to Naito. And I was like, well, what was, what was the point of all this? Like, like if you were going to invest in evil and get behind him, you might as well go four force to give him like a six-month reign. But if that would lose it a month and a half later, I thought it was corny as hell. I was happy that Naito had the championship back. But I'm like, well, what was the point of anything? Yeah, what was the point? What was the point of all this? But Jay White came back at that point. I said, okay, well, now I know what the point of it was. Y'all just wanted a placeholder for the for the bullet club, basically. Because Jay White came back, and everybody's like, Oh, Jay White's gonna come back, he's gonna win a G1, the J1, and it's gonna be uh Jay White and show at the dome. And Ibushi ended up winning. Now yeah. I was happy that Ibushi won, but in the back of my head, I'm like, did he really need to win back to back like that? Because he won. He, he won the G1 last year, which once he won a G1 in 2019, I knew for a fact I was going to the Tokyo Dome because Ibushi my favorite Japanese wrestler. He won last year. I went to the Dome, he lost. Depressing, it was sad, whatever. He won this year. He's going back to the Dome. I can go back to the Dome. <laughs> it's a bad number. I can't go back. So I was already kind of like, like but you know what? It's Ibushi. I still love the guy. Let's see what happens. So we get to, we're getting the Wrestle Kingdom. Ibushi loses the briefcase to Jay White. And I'm like, okay, this is interesting. This is the first time this has ever happened. G didn't, JY white didn't win the G1, but now he has the briefcase. Once again, New Japan is doing something different. I applaud them. This is something fresh and new. Let's go. Then like two weeks later, they decide, hey, you know what we're going to do? We're going to have Naito Ibushi. give Ibushi the championship match anyway. Yeah. And I remember just being like, what? What's what was the point of doing all this again? What was the point of doing all this? Like, why did you have Abushi lose if you were going to give him the shot anyway? (laughs) Like logic, please logic. So then we get to Wrestle Kingdom, and Abushi beats Naito to win both championships. Great moment, I loved it, but it was hollow because Abushi lost the G1 briefcase. It almost felt like he shouldn't have been there. It it felt like he didn't earn. He earned it, but he didn't earn it because he lost the right. So it was it was good, but it wasn't good at the same time. The night after we get Jay White versus Abushi. great match. abushi keeps the titles. The Jay Whites, the night, the night after, or I think it was this the, the mat, like right rapper, after the match gets the interview. I still remember so this good. interview in my head. It was oh. one of the best performances I've ever seen from yeah. Jay White or any heel for that matter. Just his mental breakdown that he was having. About, this is my year. And, It was outstanding and I wanted so badly for them to, like, this is the time to do something with Jay White. He's red hot. And then oh, his contract's coming up. Is he going to leave New Japan? Is he going to stay? Like, Jay White was a hot topic in January of 2021. Yeah. Like, he was the topic of wrestling in January 2021. I remember they wrote him off at New Year Dash the night after and we didn't see him for the rest of the month. It's like, oh shit, what's going to happen? And then, like, a month later he comes back. And he goes after ishii and It's like huh ishii why ishii he had nothing <laughs> to do with the fact that you lost. i what what um i guess he deflected blame i guess that's what we could say he deflected blame but it's like it, it didn't make much sense for him to go after Ishi. you should have went through naito or bushi again mm. so it's like okay now you've ruined that whole storyline And then they didn't even follow up on the mental breakdown because he was just perfectly fine afterwards, which I didn't like at all. There was no follow up to it. It just happened. And it was just, okay. there you go. But then as the year goes on, it it just feels like there's nothing interesting happening with this company. It's the same feuds. It's the same story. You get some great matches here and there because it's new Japan. You have a great match here and there. Okada is, I don't think is at his best. He slowed down. He's not having these great matches. Then it's like, oh, he's injured. Oh, but okay. He's injured. He could take time off. It's not like he's the world champion or anything. Then you have Will Ospreay. He's coming through. He wins the IW. Let me get back to what you were saying. You asked me earlier, how do I feel about the IC and heavyweight? I, like most people, did not like it at all. I think they should have kept the IC and heavyweight separate. Yes, Ibushi won it. You could have separated the titles right there. They had the opportunity to at New Beginning when they did Ibushi versus Naito for the IC championship yeah. and Ibushi attained anyway. That was their last opportunity to do it, but they decided to integrate both titles. I don't like it because the IC championship, I feel like is basically what the TNT championship is now at AEW. It's yeah. this, this fine line between the secondary world title and like mid card where it's like, it's not a definitive either, but you can put it in the main event and nobody will question it. You could put a top guy held in this title. Nobody will question it. You could put a a uprising star. Nobody's going to question it. Cause it's just that prestigious. It's it is the IC championship. Nakamura held his legacy with that championship. And for them to kind of just strip it away and like, okay, we're going to put this new title together and see what happens. It was an ugly looking championship to begin with. It's like, yes, it was something fresh and new, but it at the cost you just taking away something that fans love. Because it's not like the fans didn't like the IC Championship at all. Yeah, fans loved, loved the IC it. Championship. So once they took that away, fan reception waned. And I think that's where a lot of people still became disinterested in New Japan is when they yeah. started unifying the Championship. Yeah. I, my, I myself, I became much more disinterested at that point. Yeah. And because Abushi was the one to do it, I was Absurdly pissed about it because <laughs> is my favorite. I'm like, oh my god, okay. So now I have a reason to not fuck with Ibushi because he's the person behind this whole idea. Yeah. But then Ibushi integrates a championship, and then like a month later, he loses the Osprey. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you know what? Osprey's a new guy, something new, something fresh. Like, okay, let's go. UK. They got a championship. Okay. So Osprey gets it, and then he gets hurt. <laughs> It's like, yeah, so far, it, it, they can't win. Yeah, they, they can't, can't, can't win. win. Exactly. Me. So Osprey's hurt. And then it's like, okay, we need a new champion. They put it on Shingo. And I'm happy Shingo's a champion whatever. But by this time, I, I, I don't really think anybody cared. Yeah, <laughs> nah. I so. I don't think anybody cared by that point. And I felt like as the year rolled on, I saw less and less people talk about it. And you want to know why I saw less and less people talking about it? It's because New Japan, TV aside, was doing more and more and more strikes to Twitter, to YouTube, mm-hmm. to Twitch. Like, they were just hitting everybody at so this the, point. So, so less the people content. wanted to talk about it. Mm-hmm. I'm curious the same thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, what were you saying? No, I said uh,
0: they'll, they'll basically undermining themselves because the product is in in favorable light towards fans and then you're suppressing fans from even talking about the product. So it's Exactly. Like, yeah, there's no growth there. Um but let me switch gears. Are you watching WWE currently and if so like what are your thoughts on that? Like, let's say the most recent Royal Rumble
3: or the, the the events that have been going on so far. So, I do not actively watch WWE. Mm-hmm. I I check in with WWE because I'm a content, I'm a wrestling content creator, and they're number one, so I kind of have to by by almost by force in the sense. uh, I don't watch Raw, don't watch SmackDown, don't watch don't NXT. Really. I don't watch any. The only pay per view I watched, I watched Day One for the purpose of live streaming only, and then I watched Royal Rumble because that's my favorite pay per view. And that's it. Like I'm going to WrestleMania weekend this year and I'm not going to WrestleMania. I went to WrestleMania weekend twice already and didn't go to WrestleMania either one of those times. Like my investment in WWE is zero to none. I watch the company for my brand and that is it. That is really all I can say about WWE. What shows are you looking to go to during the WrestleMania weekend? Uh, Joey Janelle Spring Break 6 is a must. Um, as I said earlier, it's my top of my favorite show. Joey Janelle Spring Break 3 Night 1 had an energy to it that has been unmatchable to any wrestling show I've ever been to. Like when you walk in, it's packed with people, it's packed with people. It's almost like this ECW type energy to it. People are having fun or drinking. There's this mix of high flying action, spotty action, weird shit, blood, death matches, some good. Like it was a, such a mix of everything into this one show. And once I went to that show, I was sold on GCW. So yeah, Joy Janelle Spring Break got to go to for culture. Got to, got to support the brothers big and sisters out great. there. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Big up AJ. Gray for the culture. Um, I'm looking to go to world on Lucha because I'm, even though I think spotty wrestling could be kind of hit and miss at times. If you go into a match, expecting and knowing this is going to be a lot of high flying. It's going to be a lot of aerialistic wrestling. And you going with open mind, it is so easy to enjoy Lucha Libre wrestling or just spotty wrestling in general. So Ward on Lucha, I'm looking to go to and a WrestleCon Super Show or no, no, no. Ring of Honor Supercard because it's their first show back and I kind of want to show my support to them after they had their company kind of go under. So Mm. Ring of Honor Supercard for the culture, Joy Janela's Brain Break and what was it? The word on Lucha. Those are the four shows I look forward to going to. Oh, George, if I go off. to WrestleMania, it's because my friend convinced me my friend's going and he's going to WrestleMania. I already told him I don't plan to go. I'm like, listen, bro, if you go, I may go. And when it, if I go, it's to scratch WrestleMania off my bucket list.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Just want to quickly ask, um, what were your thoughts on the GCW Hammerstein Boring show? <laughs> ha! So there. I was
3: there, I was there oh, live in
2: person. Okay. Yes. How was it like yes. being there in person? The so experience I can, I can was talk awesome. I about how
3: I felt from watching the broadcast. And yes. It might Yes, okay, different. so this is interesting because I haven't actually talked with somebody who watched the broadcast, so actually there's a nice discussion here. Yeah. So being there in person was... Amazing because the Hammerstein Ballroom has so much history behind it. with ECW, and the vibe behind the show was like, "Oh my God, this is DCW's biggest show ever." You know what I mean? So it, the vibe, the energy was as palpable in the, in the entire ballroom. The show as a whole, I looking back on it, I don't think it was a, a necessarily a good show. I thought that the show as a whole was very, um, very decent. I think that they were very, not very, they were extremely handicapped by where they were because GCW is very well known for death matches. They're very well known for blood, glass, light tubes, doors, all the whole nine yards. In New York City, death matches are banned. Oh, really? You're not allowed to do death matches did in did New York City. When did that come
0: into like law? Been
3: there for a while. Uh, I, I'm not entirely sure. I feel like it was in the last like 10 years or so, but you're not allowed to do like all that shit well, so no blood they couldn't do like they all the things they were known for they couldn't do the only thing they were known for that they could do was gimmicky matches and spots it's like spot fest and we had that in the pre-show which i loved the six man scramble it was just spot after spot after spot at the spot if you have a short intensity span you're easily hooked in once you get to the main show uh, when is, what was the first match on the main show? I think it was, ladder uh, match. the ladder match, which was a, a bit clunk. like in terms of money Bank ladder matches, it's almost it, it just falls behind. It was a bit clunky, uh, but overall, the AJ Grey won, and I was happy that AJ Grey won after he fell off the ladder. After he fell off the ladder, yes. How was how that, was that live? That. Was so, <laughs> so, here's the thing, and I love AJ Grey to death, but. It was his fault that the ladder fell over because when you climb up a ladder and we've watched WWE, we've known enough times from watching Jeff Hardy, he jumps off from the flat end, not from the side of the ladder, because if you jump off from the side of the ladder, you're going to propel yourself forward, but your feet kicks back. which means the ladder is going to go this way so when he kicked himself off the ladder went opposite direction and that's why he fell so it's like logically you messed. that was your own fault but it's like you know i mean it's like it shit happens people people have mistakes all that kind of stuff he ended up winning the match that was cool uh the mat i'm trying to remember the match i remember the matches the match placement is where i'm getting a bit lost but what was your perception of the ladder match in the arena i mean oh at home
2: it was a bit clunk. From what I saw, it was a bit clunky. <laughs> it was clunky on your end too? Very much clunky. And it was just like, I don't know. Like you said, GCW is usually known for the spot fest, but I don't know. I felt like maybe they'd kind of like dial it back a little bit because- No, they did, ba- they dial it back a lot. <laughs> and it seemed like it was just like multi-man match after multi-man match after multi-man match. Then we had like a weird singles match with- um, Matt Cardona and, uh, Matt yes. and you know we had so many interferences and then I don't know but with the ladder match um, like I said I was happy to see AJ Grey win but it was like even from the production standpoint you know a certain spot would happen but the cameraman would show something else so someone would get thrown out of the ring but yeah, we're seeing yeah. someone on the floor lying yeah, down yeah, yeah. so we're missing certain spots so the production was a bit off yeah the production was also a bit
3: how off. did Okay, so I heard from a lot of different people that audio
2: was weird. Audio it felt like the crowd wasn't into anything. Yeah. Besides the Lucha. Yes. Match. That's what it felt like. Yes. But from people I followed that were there, they said that the crowd was kind of electric, especially for um, Leo Rush versus um, Christian Blake.
3: Yes, the crowd was definitely very hyped for majority of the show. By the end, I think they were kind of you know, dampered out. And then by the last match, they were just, Pfft. but for the most of the show, we were loud. So when people are saying, oh, uh, the crowd doesn't seem into it, it's like we are into it. But I hear audio issues on their part now. What did you watch from Fight TV? Where did you watch it from? Wow. Uh, I, don't uh, I don't know if we're to discuss I don't feel, yeah, wow. feel we to discuss that <laughs> Yeah. Okay, hush, hush, hush,
0: hush. <laughs> That one there could get us in trouble. But yeah, it was, I really like the John, not John, I really like the, um, not drummers, I really liked the um, Matt Cardona and um, Joey Janela match. Oh, I hated that match. I liked it, it was a w- <laughs> like, I don't know, wait, let me get to it. The beginning part of was, Virgil, the beginning part was, right. let me get there, let me right. get there. Virgil's my guy. The beginning part was cool. The beginning part was nice. But when Virgil turned up and after Hornswell came out of the ring and after you got, um, what's it? Right. The rest of the part right. was like, yeah, this is a bit, right. I like the spot with um, um Chelsea Green like um saying oh go up to the rope go up to the rope and she just um, low blows him that was sick
3: oh sh- that was the one part of the match I loved is was, when Chelsea cool. Green uh, turned on Cardona the, yeah. and then he whips yeah. out the cup it's like oh that was, that so was awesome sick. that was amazing yes that was awesome because I didn't I don't see that spot very often in wrestling yeah. but then you got. All this interference from uh, Smart Mark Sterling and Virgil and Sam Stackhouse and Hor- It's just like, what the what's going on? Why, why is all this stuff happening right now? And then by the end when they had the whole Edge, John Cena, ECW One Night stand spot yeah, with him, Brian Myers, yeah, was, which yeah, it popped the crowd, but it was like, there's too much going on in yeah. this match. Too much going on. I, I and then they all... followed that up and it was... Yeah. I feel like a lot
0: of like a lot of wrestlers that former wrestlers at WWE love to recall certain things. Like CM Punk's been doing it a lot recently. Um Bret Hart. the Bret Hart and also the whole CM Punk. Pa- you see, um you see uh, what do you call it? The John Cena. So basically um, oh, like the STFs and stuff. No, no, that's one of them, but the thing was wearing the same pants that it's basically I think CM Punk was wearing the same pants he wore when he fought John Cena as oh, he showed Yeah, yeah. That yeah, oh, so, yeah so like BF, the, yeah. yeah, the copying. But that's just wrestling in general, I like though. it's nice that's that's well it's yeah just nice to You gotta out, you gotta derive from WL the rates
3: because everything's been done in wrestling already. Yeah. So it's kinda hard to not take and put your own spin on things. It is Even good though sometimes it's direct copy, you know, it's hard to not take from things you've seen in the past. Yeah, yeah. I
2: think the edge um, one night stand spot would have worked if there wasn't so many interferences that were coming
0: in. Yeah. yeah.
3: Most definitely. Yeah.
2: What also the paint job in the
0: place, man, like Bro, it looked like everything was like very like was it. Yeah, in the production
2: didn't look great I mean, in terms of like the the staging yeah. and the camera work and everything, yeah. it didn't really seem like an actual
3: Hammerstein Ballroom effect. Effect.
0: Yeah, it, it
2: didn't have the effect on it.
3: It it didn't like when you walked in, it didn't look like the ballroom you saw yeah. when you watched CCw One Night Stand. That, that off the bat was a bit off-putting, but I think once people settled into the fact that, okay, we're already here, like this is the arena, like we're not in some fake out. <laughs> like once we sat down and realized that, I think everybody just kind of got used to it. Yeah. But yeah, it was definitely an ugly paint job. Yeah, no, definitely. How would how, how did the
2: crowd react to um, Homicide and John Moxley? I felt because so, on the production side, it looked like everybody had tapped out by that point
3: so here's the thing so when homicide came out the crowd was pretty mellow i would say like they they were a hype but they weren't as hype as they could have been because i felt like by this point they were a bit out of it because here's the thing about gcw They have their own OGs. They have Alley Catch and they have Effie. Those are guys you see regularly on GCW television. And both of them went into very big story-driven matches and lost. So I feel like a lot of the GCW fans, now I will say that some people made up of that crowd may have been new fans, which is fine. You know, just being in the Hammerstein Ballroom is good enough. You don't have to be a fan of GCW to attend the show. But I feel like a lot of the people came for the GCWOGs and they lost. So it's like, oh, okay. But hey, I'm happy to see John Moxley here. Homicide comes out. woo! Everybody, just like me, I'm sure, was expecting to sing Wild Things. And he didn't come out to Wild Things. Exactly. So when he came out in a different chime hit, people they 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 just went flaccid it was like they were fully wrecked and then it's just like like they, they they were just like i remember uh his name on Twitter's backup Hangman page. His account is hilarious. I love the guy to death. I remember, I remember we were both up to our feet because we were like seats down from each other. We were both up to our feet. ready to sing and then when John Steve hits, I look over at him and he's so befuddled. He he looked legitimately angry Amen. at the fact that Wild things did hit. And I think that's how everybody felt. But John moss comes out. It's a great ovation the match they had I thought was a good baseline wrestling match compared to the rest of the show, but it, it felt like it ended very short. It was like, huh? Like the ending of it, just felt kind of rushed. Like he hit a paradigm shift and homicide kicked out, which was shocking enough because how often do we see people kick out of the paradigm shift, especially the elevated paradigm shift. And then he hits it again and it's over. It's like, Oh, interesting. Okay. But people in that point in time, I feel like a lot of people forgot there was one more match left because I sure the hell forgot there was one more match left. You got to the 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 main event. The Briscoes versus um, um, Nick Cage and um, Matt Ramon, whatever his name is. A lot of people did not expect that to be the main event of the show. So when that match ended, they were like, oh, wait. Oh, wait. The Briscoes are still up? Okay. So the Briscoes, they came out first. So everybody in the crowd was chanting FTR because that's who they thought it was going to be. Yeah, they feel, thought FTR was well, coming man. out. And when Matt Tremont came out, it <laughs> like some of the crowd popped, but then a lot of the crowd were still sitting down when he came out the... because they were like, um, This is not what we want. <laughs> this is not what we wanted. <laughs> Now, mind you, they got up to their feet when Nick Gates came out. But yeah, you could tell if you were in the arena, you could tell the crowd was very disappointed when FTR did not come out. Yeah. And then the match started. The doors were broken out. They started doing some stuff. And then four minutes in, the match is over.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And four I distinctly in, yeah, to, to. four minutes. In, it was like f- about so almost great. five minutes. It was a five minute match. It was Ridiculously short for a main event to end that way. And it was a weird ending to it, too. Because I remember I think it was Matt Tremont went to pin one of the Briscoes and referees counted one, two, and one of them came and broke it up at the three count, but the referee run the bell anyway. And it was like when they run out of time, they
0: definitely they, did, they, did. they, they did. basically they ran out of time. Out of time.
3: And you, if you were there, I don't know how it came across on TV but if you were there i would say about 85 percent of the people were still sitting when the bell rung because they were confused like they, they they did not pop they were just they were just looking around they were just like what yeah And like the crowd i think people on a forward hype but the people when they were my section was definitely not uh, as hype. Like, they, I guess they got into it a little bit towards the very, very end when the show was going off air. But when the match ended, they were they. It was a letdown. It was a letdown with the end of the show. Yeah. And I feel like that kind of soured a lot of the show for some people because it's like the show from the beginning had an energy and it didn't really get matched because of the limitations they had. Yeah. And then you end out with a whimper and not a battle cry, and it's like. I think for some fans they were let down, and for newer fans that might be the first and last time they watched GCW. So I yeah, felt like yeah, for a yeah. Hammerstein, for like a humongous, as big a show it was, it was a, it was, it was a letdown. It, I can't call it a good show, honestly. Yeah, speaking of, it letdowns. was good to be there, <laughs> but if I look back on it, and if I could say I will go back and buy a ticket and relive the moment, I would not, honestly. you <laughs> oh, do not blame
1: me. Speaking of letdowns, was you let down when Jeff tried be Effie?
3: Um, I was not left let down because I wasn't entirely invested in the film. feud. I thought that it was very very much a weird decision to have Jeff Jarrett win, considering that Effie is the GCW guy, you know, the long-term star for the company, Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, he's a legend and all. But how do we know Jeff Jarrett's even going to be there next week, next month, at the next show? We don't know that. The story was built up for Effie to win and Allie Katz to win her mask against Ruby Soho, and they both lost. So it was really a letdown in that sense that these guys, who the fans may already know, and yes, the fans know Ruby Soho. The fans know Jeff Jarrett. But these new guys, these guys you're supposed to get over, just lost. Yeah. Like um, it was, I was a team these man. other guys are more important. And that's what it felt like. It felt like Ruby Soho and Jeff Jarrett were more important than than Effie and Ali catch, which shouldn't have felt the case.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: switching gears, um, AEW. Um, one, who do you think? is the mystery guy tonight. And two, have you f- do you feel like the product has lost momentum? Because there's an ongoing conversation about AW in terms of like wherever it was. And now I feel like the discourse on AW is a lot more divided. So do you feel like the product lost momentum? And then obviously, who do you think's
3: debuting? Okay, so as far as lost momentum, I'm going to say for uh, for the most part i'm going to say yes um if we're talking about where they were from like the beginning that i feel like that's a bit unfair because in the beginning they were at the utmost height and peak and everybody was talking about uw it was the hot new thing and it still is relatively the hot new thing It's only been around for three years but from where they were in 2020 which they got out they had a very harsh start like they had three months of tv And then it went straight to no crowd. It was, they got the I almost like they got the legs cut off from the get go and had to found, they had to find their way to recover from that spot. And I thought they recovered pretty fine by 2021, but here's the thing. So we all know the long-term story with AEW has been Kenny Omega and Hangman page. Mm -hmm. It's been a story that has been telling since brewing since the very beginning, like the very either the first or second episode of Dynamite, it was a tag team match. It was Pac and John Moxie versus Heyman Page and Kenny Omega. Since the second episode of Dynamite, Kenny Omega and Heyman Page were intertwined with each other. So they had that long term history. They became tag team champions. Then they lost the tag team championships. Then there was this turmoil. Then a breakup finally happened. And then Heyman Page was depressed. And then he joined a dark order. Well, he didn't join a dark order. He kind of joined a dark order. And then he found his confidence again, but he still lost. And he had to refine himself. And then he did. And then we finally got to the match at full gear, which was, Kenny Omega versus Heyman Page, and Heyman Page finally won the AEW World Championship. And I relate this much to Tetsu Naito versus Okada from rescue 15. The biggest story around the company ended, and it's like, wow. Now what? Mm. Now, now where do we go? It felt like chapter one of AEW ended at full gear and we're entering this new chapter going into 2022 and it's really been contingent on. I feel like hangman page and how he has been as a world champion. And while I wouldn't say he's been a bad world champion, and I wouldn't go that far. um, I don't think he's been the most interesting champion either. And now from the get go, we had Brian Danielson as his first opponent, which excellent matches both of them were excellent matches Mm But right after January 5th, Heyman Page kind of went into this period of which we didn't know what was going on. And now he entered an issue with Lance Archer. And it's like, we, nobody really, I don't think anyone really cares about the Lance Archer feud. We know he's winning tonight. So it's like, okay, now what's next for Heyman Page? It's, I think I feel like the momentum has definitely slowed down a bit. They moved to TBS, which has been an adjustment for some people. I still myself go to TNT and then, Oh, I got to go to TBS now because they're on a new channel. So it's been an adjustment for some people. Then you have the adjustment of okay, now we have all these new stars. You have Malachi Black, you have Adron Elidolo, you have Adam Cole and Brian Nelson and CM Punk, and all these new guys coming in. And you're trying to find time for these new guys, these top guys from WWE. And then you have your AWGs who came in from the first day, like Joey Janela like Kip Sabian, like Sonny Kiss, who are not on TV, who are not being featured. Mm -hmm. And then there's this divide between, okay, do we want to feature Cody Rhodes in this light because the fans don't like him as much or do we want to keep pushing them because you know, it's Cody Rhodes and he's a great wrestler and he's, the EVP and a start of the company, they reached this very weird point where it's like, well, we don't know what we're doing in a sense after the whole Heyman page thing. And it's, it's weird to describe AEW right now. I still watch weekly. I still love the product. But yes, I do think the momentum has slowed down. And as far as who I think is debuting tonight, I've been seeing so many different names. Uh, If I had to throw in, I'm I'm going in with open mind. As long as it's not a letdown, and it's not like, I don't know, um, I I don't know. As long long as it's not somebody who we were... If Ryback (laughs)
0: were to appear on... Yeah, as long as it's not somebody like Ryback...
3: There's no way you could not be because they're hyping up. like Oh, a huge announcement. Oh, so and impressed. this is Tony Khan. He's very, very, very well known for <laughs> hyping things up. Yeah. And it's like, all right, bro. There's been a few times where you hype things up and it's like, it didn't live up. So why don't you bow down a bit? But he said it's going to be somebody big, somebody huge, maybe even two from what I heard. If I throw a name out there, I think it's Keith Lee. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. I if Jeff easy. if if Jeff Hardy comes out tonight though, I'm just putting this out there. If Jeff Hardy comes out tonight, I'm just gonna be like, no, no, no offense Jeff Hardy's a goat. I'm just gonna be like. But if uh, Keith comes out tonight, well, I'll pop. I don't think he he's he's on the
2: will um, pop. Yo,
0: Your boss. Okay, we okay. come to like it. It
3: takes If you Enzo Martinez. We come to like this year. Yeah.
0: Yo, like, okay. <laughs> <okay. laughs> <laughs> you boss. Okay. Okay. I don't
3: know. You boss, man. Uh, well, listen, if Matt Hardy's on TV and his segment goes any longer than 2 minutes, then it's like, "Okay, now what's going on here?" Hold on a second. Yeah. Are we going to hear the OG things like if we are we going to start hearing now or something? It's got to be a remix. Now, the only way Jeff Hardy can appear tonight is if Tony Khan pays out the rest of his contract, which that you... I I don't know. If I'm Tony Khan, I ain't paying out a $1 million contract just to have you appear on TV today. I don't think it's that deep. I I I don't think it's that deep. I just wait. You only got one more month. Yeah. Could it happen? It could. But I wouldn't do it.
2: Well, this is Ask things where we we get you guys to ask us wrestling some questions. The first question is from our guy, Mr. Frimpong. Touching on the subjects we're just speaking about. It says, if Keith Lee is not the mystery signee, who would you like to, who would you like it to be? Karen mm. Cross. I'm not gonna lie, Gosh. I wouldn't see Tony Carden going out of his way to tweet about Karen Cross. That know, can't no, be there. no uh, never, never. Never. I don't want to see Karen rule. Cross. Bro. I don't mind Karen Cross. Like, same way I don't mind Ryback, but if Tony Khan was to go out of his way and say, <sighs> Yeah, the biggest wrestler in the world has come to has I, come to A- eight. I'll, I'll, I'll see Karen Cross do this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think I'm watching I'll like watch J j
0: that. j will J-Watt, Jay White. Jay White's my guy.
2: Jay White.
3: I'd like to see Jay White. Jay White,
2: I'll pop I'll pop. My stocks are high in him, bro. I like CJ White, but he's there struggling. Yeah, he's like, on impact. Um, he's just I
3: would like to see Jay White, but I feel like Jay White has been just fuck AEW for the longest time. What? Like almost any time you mention AEW to him, he almost either completely ignores you or he has some shot to take at them. I like it's never upset. any teases with them. He's always very against them. And I feel like part of that is shoot and he doesn't really have much interest. So it's like, I, I can't even say Jay White, honestly. So if it's not Keith Lee, it's either going to be, I either want it to be Athena or mm. I want it to be Will Ospreay. Yeah.
0: yeah, Will Ospreay, Will Ospreay. That nah, is myth, cause he, he's, he's still in a program in the UK. Yeah, He's in a program yeah. with he's Gable trying.
3: Kidd. Oh, he's, oh yeah, he's busy with okay. Michael
0: Oku. Yeah, you're right, you're right. He's in a program with Gable Kidd now, which is meant to be ah. like, the next big match they're looking to do. When's the next, I don't know what the next pay-per-view is, but yeah. that next yeah. pay-per-view, that's, that's, that's going to be the headline. Yeah. Hey, but what, Samoa Joe? No, he's battered, man. No, I swear. I'm, I'm yeah, no. I, Joe's bad. Uh, uh, I, 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 I don't, I don't. I love Joe's in my top
3: ten. No, no. Joe, but he does come out pop though. No. I mean, I pop, but I mean, I'm not gonna be like, yeah, super excited. He's like, okay. not, not, like, If Tony Khan
2: went out of his way, yeah. To tweet as Samara Joe is the person walking out, yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not watching AEW for a week <laughs> but, because he's not worth the tweets. I'll be very real. He's with not worth the I'll, I'll be, I'll be, you know, what, if he he's, he's a draw, don't get me wrong. He's, he's, wrong, a, draw, yeah. he's a draw, but at he's the same not worth time, the tweet. Yeah. He's not the Samara Joe that first came into WWE. Yeah.
3: No. Yeah, this is a Joe that has had four injuries under his belt already. So it's like, it's like already when I hear Joe's going to wrestle, I get worried. I'm like, that yeah, match of Carry right. and Cross is
0: sleepy, it? Yeesh. But The Fiend if he, I can't I think I The Fiend yeah and he just comes up, Bray Wyatt comes up like I this think here. I oh. think
3: Wyndham is busy filming a movie if I'm correct now I don't know if he's still filming the movie I don't know what the case is it, it could be, be yeah, him yes. I'm not even betting on it to be him so that way if it is him I'm just super excited and super hyped but you know The
0: Fiend the, the don't make sense Bray Wyatt don't make sense No Bray Wyatt does, The Fiend doesn't Bray Wyatt don't make sense I think Bray Wyatt don't make sense as AW right now Right, no, I can't there's see there's
2: where he's Let's go to the next okay. question. Mr. Frimpong also asked, what was better? Booker T's WCW run or Booker T's WWE run? WCW. That's where he did. <laughs> WCW. The wide-eyed WCW.
0: <laughs> <or> wide <laughs> there. Was WCW. <laughs> what do you mean, run as champion or? His whole run. He Bro, T's WCW run was sick. <laughs> Well, what, G.I. Bro and them, man, yeah?
2: Okay. Bro, he's WCW. <laughs> so, you he, if, he, if he's, WCW, he's His w. run was way better than that. Not you way better, but his WB run, his w. W. run, run was nah. better. I than... I'm going to go with WCW. I think w, 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 So w, 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 w. W. Tell me, of note, besides, um, because let's be real, if it wasn't for Vince well, Russo, I promise you, he wouldn't have been WCW. It's true,
0: it's true, but he's had matches, like, I think, the match I saw with Bret Hart, just quite sick. There
2: was know. the Benoit series though. The Benoit, yeah. V D- had sick matches, i yeah. that they had a great run. Is the run I, better?
0: I don't know. For me personally, I enjoyed seeing Booker T. Obviously Booker T was sick in WWF when he came to WWF he was sick, but I feel like they kind of numbed him down bears. If you watch Booker T in WWF and, you watch, Booker in WWF, and you watch Booker T in WWF, complete different wrestlers bro.
1: I don't have an invest- investment in either, to be I fair. I thought it was
0: sick. But I
1: think the WWE one so. was more entertaining. It's more entertaining, but yeah. But, but w, if you want to yeah. see his wrestling ability to a T, I think he goes to WCW.
0: It's a shame that at the, at the late, the later ages, the latest, the later part of WCW, they tried to boost him up, but everyone was fully like off it then. It? but
3: I mean, he should have won the the WCW title. like nine, yeah, nine five night yeah. but, but
2: then Goldberg, Goldberg
0: night night four.
3: See, thing. like when I hear Booker T WWE, I think of when he first came in says WWE, and then he got inserted to that feud with Triple H, and then WrestleMania oh, twenty two. Yeah. yeah. Some black history month for you. Yeah, I uh, uh, see now I got to go with WWE only because I didn't grow up on WCW. Mm-hmm. I didn't really watch it growing up and my knowledge of WCW only goes but so far. So I by default have to go with WWE. Yeah.
2: Understood. Um, Groovy Jimmy, he asked, who is the best actor in wrestling as in who can put on the best and most convincing performances in the ring based on facial expressions and mannerisms? Kenny Omega and Tom Nakano, end of story.
0: Randy Ewan. Mm-hmm. Randy Ewan. Ewan. Hulk Hogan. Hmm?
1: Hmm? He, be, he, be, Hulk he Hogan. believed The Undertaker dropped him on his head for many years. It's <laughs> not <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. oh, Okay, I hear that. I
3: wow. mean, that's being delusional now, but I guess you tell <laughs> a story enough times, you know? Yeah. Kenny's good. Yeah, I'll go with
2: Kenny. It's Kenny, Dusty, uh, Ric Flair, yeah, uh, Macho Randy Savage. Like, Macho. when I
3: think of, it, here's the thing. When I think of Can professional wrestling in the art sure. form, sure. I and mean, when you think sure. of acting, there's so much that goes into it the body language, the facial expressions, the selling, the timing of kickouts. Like, it's not really the move being done, yeah. it's how you react to everything sure. in your surroundings during the match. Yeah. And I feel like there's not many wrestlers on the level of Kenny Omega in terms of Men or time nakano and stardom in terms of women who evoke these much emotion, who are able to convey how much pain, how much fight they're in, and are able to get you behind them or to hate them the way that those two can. Now, if we want to get into the discussion of maybe outside of Japan, because obviously Kenny Omega and, and Tam Nakano are Japanese-based, uh, Jay White, I think, is really mm-hmm. excellent. But then I guess that's Japan again. So um If we're going to America, Randy Orton is actually really good as well. But I would argue that current day Roman Reigns is bar none the best storyteller in WWE. Mm. Like when you watch, like if what do do? his matches are distinctly different from any other person on the entire roster, yeah. there is nobody else who has wrestling matches the way Roman ways does. They're slowed down the way he's able to talk shit in between the match and give it. this deep monologue about why he's beating your ass and how he's going to beat your ass and then proceeds to beat your ass. But then he's able to give you these hope spots and he's able to make it look like he's in the fight of his life at times. Now. During his hero run, you don't really get that too often. But mm. when you go into his match with Brock Lesnar, or you go into his match with Seth Rollins... Mm. I, I go back to his verbal match to Seth Rollins and just how off put off his game Roman Reigns was it's unlike any other match he's had in the last two years and that's why I love that match so much Seth Rollins is able to get into his head and he was able to convey that just by the way he was Seth Rollins would start laughing and he would just yeah, give this fish. face like he was confused or didn't know what to do and Roman Reigns I believe is one of the be- the king of kickouts this man is able to I don't know how he times it so perfectly, but when you get to the last like second before you get to the two, he's able to just sh- throw his shoulder up and just give this full body motion. Okay. It's hard to describe, but if you watch enough Roman Reigns matches, you know how great he is at kickouts. So, yeah, when it comes to America, I think Roman Reigns is the best. uh Kenny Omega and Roman Reigns are the best, but when it comes to Japan, I think Tam is the best. But I mean, how do you guys convey that? How do you guys like see that from your eyes? I heard Randy Orton. I think Randy Orton is great. I was watching uh, Randy Orton and Mark Henry back. And the way Randy Orton was able to buckle his knees in the
1: middle of a move, like, damn, that is so great. For me, I mean, you got to talk about Brian Dennison as
3: well. Oh, excellent. Brian Daneson is excellent as well.
2: Yeah. Mm. Next question is from our guy, Gareth. He asks, with the return of whose song is it, what is your favorite ever wrestling theme? Oh, This is a tough one Ever? Oh, damn <laughs> ah, It's a hard one, man okay, Let's not say ever Let's just say some favourite themes that we have Okay, let's okay,
3: okay I'm ever, ever, ever free. the hard it's one cooking. There's so yeah, many um, it's, it's like asking what's your favourite song But it's like, damn, it's a lot I of songs mean, so
0: gets. All right, AJ Styles get ready to fly, man I don't know. Daniel yeah. favorite song one or, um, mm.
2: The Brute, Gangrel mm. Jeff Hardy, No Words Yeah I love Goldust theme as well. I think Goldust theme is ridiculous. I'm sorry,
0: you man are gonna laugh at me, yeah. Don't be
2: clown. No, no, no. Virgil, even, even that.
0: There's one, there's one theme song. There's two things that actually give me goose goosebumps in the ramen of my childhood, didn't it? When I used to watch tapes, VHS tapes, yeah. First one is British Bulldog theme song, Royal Britannia, Even though that's even though that theme song, even no, though I
1: thought you went the one when he had, was wearing jeans. No, no, <laughs> even, even though that. That, that <laughs> the, the actual, the actual
0: song is quite political, innit? I hate. That and song. also, um, Randy, Savage, Randy Savage, Randy Savage theme song oh, as pump well. a us, fam. That gives me goosebumps, bro. Oh. I got one. Slow chemical cane. Oh yeah.
1: Yes. Best slow, yes chemical slow chemical.
0: chemical I is I one of
3: the go to theme songs. Absolutely.
0: The shield theme. Shield theme's sick, the shield. Yeah, 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 I'm, I'm so theme. sorry. Yeah, ones, though. I have to say his name, Benoit. Benoit's theme yeah, I the
3: I'm <laughs> <that. laughs> <laughs> <I am> so <laughs> sorry. Yeah. The fiend. The fiend. The The fiend's version of his theme song is hot. I love the uh the uh vocals and the background from the theme theme song. Yes. The fiend, yeah. I think I've heard I've heard
1: I liked it but Ray White's for him still, yeah, doom, doom, it hits doom, doom, different. Doom.
0: It's, yeah, that one, yeah. it comes in, yeah. Sting's one. I always talk about it, people always disrespect. Sting's Dubstubby the theme though. song, yeah. In it 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 w- It's good. No, that one yeah, good. in It's in the
3: was the one the You know, if I could throw in one current day one, even though I detest his character and him as a wrestler now, Evil's current theme song hits so fucking hard. Is it? I've never heard it. I've
2: yeah. heard it. You man, ever heard Evil's that. current theme song? Copyright always hits me. I mean, when I'm watching the, um, the matches, oh, it's not coming
3: shit. up. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I think. You're okay, nah. well, I don't know how you ever I love heard Nato's it, you theme. need to listen to Evil's Nato's current
0: theme, N- theme song. amazing. No, Natasha's old, old, old yes. theme as well. No, Yes, Tadahashi's old theme. Yes. Yes. High energy, yes. I Suzuki's love them. theme, yeah, Suzuki's. cousin. Oh, that's a go-to yeah. one. Yes, I like Jay White's one a lot as well. Jay White's one. Yeah,
3: J like- White's, yeah. Jay White's is very distinct because he has the violin yeah. and it's like going. Damn. As much as I, as I want to hate it, I, I kind of can mess with Will Ospreay's current theme song a little. Yeah, bit. I like it. Oh, yeah, no, no I mess West with West it a little. Yeah. When I
0: heard it live, yeah, I, read pro- yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just like opera stuff. I like, I like when stuff's dramatic and there's violins and shit. It's like, awesome. I, yeah, Shabata's
2: theme though. The guitar, that. Simplistic, yes. <laughs> Last question from our guy in the build, dad. We get up every single time, bro. Um, book your dream card for AEW's UK show.
0: Uh, I have to get Junior mm. Jr. Danielson. I
2: have to that 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 match has to happen. Damn, event, Kenny versus Will Osprey. Yeah, no, it has to, it has to. Yeah.
3: Y'all do took all the good ones already. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, damn. If someone come back to me in a second. Um, FTR <laughs> versus Aussie
2: Open.
0: What are you going to do? Is it an invasion thing? No, UK, UK show, isn't it? <laughs> UK show, so
3: Gabriel right. Kidd versus
1: Daniel Garcia. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yes. Mm. Uh, Saturday's episode
3: still watch <laughs> out for that one. <laughs> uh, more you know versus Johnson. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: Give me Kenny Omega and Ilya Dragunov. I know Elia's in uh, NXT UK. Ooh, that's
0: that's it? a show.
3: They are two tremendous storytellers. I feel like they could tell an amazing wrestling match.
2: Yeah.
3: Carl Noir versus Darby Allen. Mm. No, Carl Noir versus so Orange, Orange Cassidy would be interesting. <laughs> well, well,
1: who, against who? Orange Cassidy, sorry.
3: They're Orange Cassidy. Oh. Carl Noir, Orange this. Cassidy would well, be very Conor, interesting. Conor is different though,
0: like, He's more like when the bell rings. That's he's why a it'd be so guy. interesting, because they're so different. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, the, 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 the dynamic between straight man and yeah, it, it works. Yeah, yeah. It works. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think who pack. We need to have pack against someone. Yeah, pack pack. I can't lie yeah. though. Do pack, pack a doku free, fam. Pack a doku against pack a back walker or someone. Yeah, Michael, okay, yeah, yeah, Um. Jay okay. Leafle versus Ricky Knight yeah. yeah. Jr.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah. Jay Leaf, Jay Leaf will be sick. Jay Leafle will be sick. Yeah, I
3: can't lie. Just... Give me CM Punk and Osprey based off the Twitter feud.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: any
1: more
2: questions? Um. No, that's all the questions. Cheese.
0: All right, cool. That's all the questions for this week, but yo, bro, Suplex, man. It's an honor to speak to
3: you, man. Thank Ty- you, that, Tyler, it was Tyler. Yeah? It's an honor to speak to you guys, man. It was awesome. I watch your podcast. I love your content. So I think you guys have... Some of the best production value in all of the wrestling space right now. I oh, appreciate I that. would seriously appreciate consider you. posting some of your clips to TikTok and see it that where it goes. Yeah, I, please, I,
0: I like yeah. me like just do it, bro. Just do it, man. Just do it, bro. Hey, if then I must... have your permission, I'll oh, post oh, like a I'm few from this uh, oh, from this be? interview yeah, yeah. on there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. You think TikTok, we've we've got a we've got a wrestling account on TikTok, but None of our shit is flying, fam. It's just like
2: I think we put on there, and it's just like we put a few videos on, but we just gave up. Yeah, I mean,
0: it's a method to the
3: it's a method to the Like I said, it took me a few months. It took me several months to figure it out. But once you figure it out, like you, you're rocking and rolling.
2: I think we just have to actively just do it. You
3: know. Yeah, I mean, I I post two to three times a day. So it's like when you post enough times and you're posting enough good shit, it takes off.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I need, I need okay. to change my full you page because I haven't been on TikTok in a while But my full you my page My one's changed 100% I mean it's, it's calm It's like 60% <laughs> wrestling 30% battle rap yeah. 10% tech yeah. um, 5% Amazon yeah. And the 5% Amazon. shh like Amazon, Amazon, like, yeah, Amazon, Amazon tech, yeah, Amazon. what to buy yeah, and then yeah, it's 5% yeah. shh yeah.
0: <laughs> I was going yeah. to
2: say yeah. the and the fucking
0: you, DJ. <laughs> I was going to say Do you know I didn't know That you was holding a pen The whole time until today Oh, oh, you mean this? Yes. pen. you mean my other microphone? <laughs> um I didn't know it was a pen. I didn't know it was a like, I'll speak to NK today and it comes, that's a pen fam.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's a sharpie. Sharpie, yeah. So exactly. uh yeah. I I people always comment on like, wait a minute, why are you like why is he holding a Sharpie? And it's like <laughs> it's a gimmick. It's a gimmick, gimmick you, yeah, know, I like it. y- you know what I don't know what in like one year or two years from now. When everybody knows me and they see a Sharpie and they relate it related to me, marker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, well, hey, uh Hey, Sharpie, if you ever see this video, you know, I know y'all don't have a TikTok endorse, presence. Endorse. I that TikTok
0: presence. Yeah, endorse him, endorse <laughs> him. But yeah, um, exactly. where can people find you, bro? Obviously, obviously we said a TikTok sometimes, but where else can people find you?
3: Yes, so uh, Suplex is my name across all social media brands. Now you can follow me on TikTok, of course, S-O-O-P-L-E-X. You can follow me on YouTube, S-O-O-P-L-E-X. On Twitch, S-O-O-P-L-E-X-X. Two Xs on Twitch and two Xs on Twitter as well. Mm -hmm.
0: Sick, 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 man. Bro, hopefully we can get you on again. And hopefully if we ever do come to America, let's
3: link up, man. Let's kite up, man. Oh, absolutely. Listen, maybe WrestleMania weekend next year in L.A. Hopefully we're there, man. Let's hopefully, see. man. Hopefully. Let's see. Yeah, yeah, hopefully COVID is like a... <laughs> yeah, we keep on saying hopefully every year, I feel like. Yeah, hopefully <laughs> COVID subsided. Hopefully, man. Well, yeah, I've, I've been, been enough. F- or anytime F- or like, I come to the UK. <laughs> I have been to the UK yet. You haven't been, to the, UK, been to the UK yeah, pull pull yet. Up, man, pull, pull up, man. Up, pull man. up, bro. Pull I've up, been pull everywhere up. but the UK. So hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Yeah. I don't know what the... Uh, Covid looks like over there in terms no, it's, of it's, it's letting calm, Americans it's in. I bro. We outside. Yeah, we outside. We outside. outside, now, outside. Yeah. Wait, but are they letting Americans in? Because oh, yeah. most yeah, countries yeah, yeah. don't like Americans coming in. So the
0: Gresham was in the country literally last week. Well, no, 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 no. not
3: based off of work. Are they allowing tourism? Oh, no, 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 no. they've been been
0: allowing tourists since maybe September. Since since they locked down the thing, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I have to look at you later. Yeah. You need to go to 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 either
3: Rev Pro Show or Progress Show. Your life will change. Progress. I went to, so Progress came to Philadelphia in 2018, and that's how I really got into UK wrestling in 2018. Yeah, you yeah. need to put out to a bro- that bro- exposed yeah. to Ilya Dragunov Pete mm-hmm. Don the whole nine yards. wrestling I, I, I went on a binge of progress wrestling for about a good eight months in 2018. So oh, yeah. I know a little bit about you. I don't know everything about UK wrestling, but I know a good bit from that 2018 uh, period Wait, one question you seen Oku Osprey yet? I need to watch it. I plan on watching it yeah, today before. Uh, watch yeah, that i I'm that. Very up. I'm watch very that. backed up. To watch I started that. to watch it and then something, I got sidetracked. So I'm going to watch it probably right oh, after we're finished again. talking here. Yeah. Yeah. Do you I treat know. yourself?
0: Yeah.
3: I know. I need to. I need to watch Mayu Watani and Julia because I heard that was really great as well. I so Let's watch that as well. Do you know?
0: What? No. no. Um, Stardom. 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 Oh, cool, cool, cool. But yeah, man. Um, I've been Anafi. I've been Laps.
2: Delboy. Lucha V. And Kate and my guy, Suplex. Yeah. And this is <laughs> wrestling <laughs> podcast, uh, the coolest wrestling podcast in the world. By them them, the mandem, for the mandem. Bow. Wow. Woo, make for sure you subscribe to, to the, the channel. Jade
0: Cargill, I love you. Yeah, not... boy, that's what you said in the bro. But yeah, we'll catch you in the next one. <laughs> Peace out.